I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I read a book the other day. It was a shorter book, uh, the memoir of the uh, life and experience, the military life and experience of, uh, of a young man who now uh, runs that Black Rifle Coffee Company. You might have seen that advertised here and there. Anyway, that uh, young man was a member of the military himself, and he uh, really had his first exposure to uh, the, the military as he saw, or at least as he traveled to see, his two older brothers uh, graduate uh, and become uh, Marines. Now, the graduation was scheduled to take place on September 11th, 2001. He and his family learned of the attacks as they were driving uh, to the graduation. Graduation, of course, was postponed, and uh, it did ultimately take place a a number of days later. And, of course, the trajectory of those uh, two new Marines would be forever different. Uh, So, too, was the case for, uh, you know, countless thousands of other young men and women in the military at that day. But a fascinating thing happened. A fascinating phenomenon took place uh, not long after the attacks of September 11th, and that was a remarkable surge in those uh, young men and women across this country uh, expressing a willingness to join the armed services, to put on the uniform of this great nation and defend her. It was a a remarkable thing. And not the first time, not the first time that uh, a group or a cohort has been motivated to uh, to take action like that. A, a wonderful, admirable thing, uh, that influx in uh, re- recruitment following the attacks on September 11th. Also knowing, don't forget that to, to join up in that day, uh, you did so knowing that we were likely here, uh, the United States, we were likely to find ourselves in the midst of conflict and that your military service might not be spent uh, simply in training exercises here and there, uh, but rather uh, on the front lines, so to speak, confronting danger in a real wartime setting. And in record number, uh, young American men and women said, yep, no problem, sign me right up. Similar to that surge, now this is a a movie and not a terrible tragedy as were the attacks on September 11th, but in 1986 when the movie Top Gun was released, recruitment for naval aviators went through the roof. If I remember correctly, there were claims that there was uh, some 500% increase in those uh, young people expressing a desire to become naval aviators. So much so that there were uh, recruitment tables sometimes set up outside uh, some of the larger uh, theaters across the country. (laughs) I've always thought that was fascinating. And you wonder, too, as the sequel approaches, if we'll experience something similar. Uh, So, too, uh, after the release of that movie, Top Gun, in 1986, was there an uptick in sales of, this is no joke, sales of bomber jackets and aviator sunglasses. True story. 
I wonder, okay, so listen, uh, all, all kidding aside, you see uh, John Huntsman Jr. occasionally in both aviators and bomber jackets. What, do, you think, do you think that he got his first one after strolling out of a screening at Top Gun? We'll have to ask him sometime. Uh, anyway, the reason I share all of this with you is to illustrate a phenomenon that occurs from time to time and one that we are seeing play out right now. As the coronavirus has swept the nation, we have come to view at even higher degree the importance and the excellence and the reliance uh, we have for those in the medical profession, specifically doctors. And there is a trend taking place around this country right now where medical schools are seeing a surge in applicants. There was an interview uh, recently conducted by NPR News where they spoke with Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, and the interviewer went as far as to name this phenomenon the Fauci effect. Right. That many around this country are looking at Dr. Fauci, seeing his central role in our nation's response to this uh, pandemic. And regardless of politics or whether or not you agree, uh, the the reality is there are many that are seeing him as uh, someone who possesses traits and accomplishments that they would like to emulate. He was asked about this uh, and what the MP- or what NPR has termed the Fauci effect. Here's Fauci's response. If it works to get more young individuals into medical school, go ahead and use my name. Be my guest. <laughs> Rather than the Fauci effect, it's the effect of a physician who is trying to and hopefully succeeding and having an important impact on individuals' health as well as on global health. In that same interview, he goes on to discuss this as a sign that people are thinking more about others. That counterbalances, I hope, the other side of the coin, which is the fact that people have no regard at all for society and only just focusing very selfishly on themselves. Now, there are certainly there are certain realities about the medical profession, specifically uh, those who find themselves in the role uh, of physician. Okay, you and I, who may not know personally many doctors, we may, uh, you know, think about them as, uh, you know, big money earners who drive flashy cars uh, and this and that. Well, that that may be true. That that may be true. Uh, But what is also true is the fact that the road that they travel to earn a salary uh, of that level. And and here in Utah, let me tell you this. Here in Utah, the average Salary collected by a physician in a year, $205,000, that's according to ZipRecruiter, is the average physician salary here in the, the state of Utah. Now, in exchange for that, in exchange for that, these physicians intentionally place them in circumstances where they face uh, their you know, fellow brothers and sisters from the community at the most challenging point in their life. You, know, you, you and I, uh, we don't go to the doctor when we're feeling great. Uh, we go to the doctor when we need help. We go to the doctor when our lives and our comfort are threatened and when we need help. And those uh, men and women who are trained to, to address those types of needs uh, they work long hours, 
and it's a, a wonderful thing. And as Fauci said, uh, in my estimation as well, it is a wonderful commentary on the desire of those uh, you know young people who are looking to their higher education career and choosing to go into the field of medicine because it is one of service, absolutely. 100% absolutely. Uh, a little bit of added detail here. Utah is uh, experiencing this as well. Producer Amy has been back and forth with the University of Utah School of Medicine. A spokesperson there says that they here too have seen an increase in overall applications. Now, is this the Fauci effect? Who knows? Uh, but what I do know is that I am very grateful to those who are running towards uh, danger instead of away from it. That is the American way. And those seeking an education uh, in medicine uh, will one day, once their education concludes and their training uh, is over with, and they find themselves in their offices treating patients, uh, they're engaged in some good and important work. Uh, so my thanks to them and my thanks to you uh, if you are on a path towards medical school. Good luck to you, and thank you. That's it for today's episode of Live Mike. Next up, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News, ahead here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.